Welcome to episode 47 of B2B SaaS Marketing Snacks. My name is Mike Northfield. I lead product marketing at T2D3 and Kalungi. And I am together again with Stein Hendricks, who is the co-founder of Kalungi, a serial SaaS marketing executive and ex-product marketer at Microsoft. And today we're talking about product marketing specifically with regard to the gaps that we see in a lot of the early stage software companies that we work with some of the core functions that you need to make sure are addressed by someone on your team, whether that is a founder or your first marketing leader or someone else. Um, the nuances of product marketing, specifically in the early stage, what's important and the things that you need to go focus on, what you can goal your product marketing function on, and when it makes sense to actually hire a full-time product marketer for your marketing engine. Something that's worth noting here is that if you are a, a marketer who is looking to kind of level up their strategic marketing skill set or add some product marketing skills to your tool belt, or if you're a founder and you're trying to, you know, add uh, some capabilities on the product marketing side um, before you're able to hire a full-time marketing leader, the T2D3 Masterclass program could be a really good fit for you. There are a few lectures in there that are really specific to a lot of the topics that we're talking about today a lot about positioning and messaging, the more strategic side of, uh, of a go-to-market, um, segmentation and ideal customer profile, figuring out your personas and choosing the right channels to go after, um, and then some pricing and packaging lectures as well. We've gotten some really good feedback on it lately. Uh, I was actually talking to somebody um, pretty recently and this was the feedback that they shared with us about the masterclass. I had started my MBA in marketing and this was far more useful. Don't tell my alma mater that though. So <laughs> my expectation going into it was that I would gain the knowledge and the credibility to be able to go into B2B SaaS and influence growth. And I've done that and I just want to keep going. If your goals are to be a very, very strong marketing leader, this is the best thing that you could do for yourself to level up your marketing leadership game. I was interviewing with other companies and every last one of them were absolutely intrigued with T2D3. And I'm like, this is what I'm doing right now. Here's how it works. Here's what it's supposed to do for you. My two founders, they had looked it up and they were like, yes, we want you to come in and do that. So I ended up getting the best job in the world by finding out about the CMO masterclass. I was able to walk in the door and just start leading right away. And that's so cool it's because of the program to be honest that's how it came to be so if that is uh if you are trying to level up your strategic marketing skill set i would recommend checking out the t2d3 masterclass at t2d3.pro slash masterclass um and t2d3 in general for more frameworks and strategic marketing concepts like this um all right let's get into it uh, I love to say it's not about being clever, it's really clear, but also being, I think, um, uh, dare or take, take a little bit of risk mm. and to pick some things that you say, this is what we are, this is what I am, this is what my positioning will be um, focused on. All right, so today I wanted to, I guess, ask some questions about product marketing. The role of product marketing is extremely important in early software, early stage software companies. And I think it sometimes gets 
well filled by the founder or the first marketing leader. Sometimes it doesn't. And I think that I don't know if a lot of people, founders or first marketing leaders really have a good concept of all of the things that a product marketer does or should do or put it or should put in place for for a product when it's just launching. So I'm curious to hear your perspective about what a what a good product marketer does and at what point you think a software company should look to hire one. Yeah, it's a, it's a great topic. And I had the, um, I was fortunate enough to, when I was at Microsoft, Mike, to work for, I think, one of the best product marketers in the world. He's now the CMO at Microsoft, uh, Chris Capsella. And I was working for him in the office team, the Microsoft office team. And the first thing I would say is that there's many ways to explain what product marketing is. And what I learned, for example, when I worked in the office team is that Product marketing was much more about really what I would call the strategic sides of product marketing. How do you position it? How do you price and package it, right? How do you determine what the, that's basically what's it for, right? How do you determine what the audience is, the people that you're making it for, who's it for? And then ultimately also how you go to market, right? The place, if you think of the, the piece and marketing position, you know, product positioning, the people, the packaging price, the place. But then there's also the technical side, of product marketing. And we did, did both in the office team. And the technical side is more about how do you enable your, your field? Your customers need to hear about the product, right? How do you, the materials that your salespeople need, the partners that you maybe want to enable, right? So that's kind of what I call the, maybe that's the promotion P in the five Ps, right? The, how do you enable the, the sales and your partners? What campaigns are you going to run? How do you make sure you have the right online presence, right? The, the content on the website, the, the brochure, the flyer, the demos that you probably need to create so that your field can demonstrate the product, the testimonials that you need to develop, and how do you get those, right? So, so there's kind of these two sides of product marketing, and then the latter example, if I think of doing demos and webinars and things like that, you might even argue that's even a different role. That's more like product evangelism, right? But sometimes those are, especially in smaller companies, those are all still combined. Uh, but yeah, that would be the first sort of thought when you uh, introduce the topic, right? What do we really think about when we say product marketing? And of course, small software companies need to do all of these things. <laughs> um, but then when you think of having a separate role, right? What, what, what are you really trying to focus on? Yeah, and so what you're talking about sounds fairly, it sounds synonymous almost with like a full stack marketer. It, it feels like someone who kind of has their hands in a little bit of in a, of everything to kind of, they see the life cycle of a product from start to finish, essentially. So you say, like, who's it for? What's it for? How is this going to get messaged and distributed and uptaken? And how do you think about the people actually adopting it and using it and getting referrals from it? And that set of responsibilities also feels similar to what you would expect a marketing leader to kind of do, at least like your first marketing leader for a, a a smaller software company is that is that fair? Yeah, I think when you build your first marketing team, these are typically the responsibilities that we just call product that the marketing leader will probably hold on to for long. They will they'll start to hire someone to manage the website on a day to day basis, right? And manage the HubSpot instance and get digital marketing and then do content more in volume, right? More blogs, more maybe social media coverage, all those things that are more about the real tactical execution at scale, uh, building demand gen channels and campaigns across multiple uh, media, etc. 
And as you kind of build your team out with those roles, you probably will hold on to the core product marketing for a while yourself as the product as the marketing leader until you're ready to actually hire some usually it's your third or your fourth hire on the team, someone who's dedicated to doing product marketing, right? And but you're right, I think in in the you can almost argue the first marketer in a company and this could be the founder, right, or the first marketing leader, is really m more about this product marketing set of responsibilities than fine-tuning SEO on the website, right? But they may have to kind of dive into some of the tactical components to actually sure. execute on it. And then over time, -shape. Yeah. And over time, they maybe step into more of owning the, the big strategic elements of it, so the positioning the packaging, pricing, the go-to-market, and then you have the actual team members who are specialists who kind of execute yeah. on the, the strategy. And when you get that, the opportunity to go deeper as a product marketer because you have some of these other things covered uh, in other roles in the team, now you can really think about, how do I do market research? How do I use product usage as an input to improving my product marketing, right? The field feedback from customers, from tickets in the support system, right? Real competitive research, right? Figuring out why do we close deals and why do we do we not, right? Close win and, and close loss analysis. All these things become, when you have a dedicated product marketing manager where other people are taking care of the day-to-day -day campaigns and the day-to-day -day content management and the day-to-day -day digital execution, etc., then the product marketing manager can now actually really go think about how do I build influencer marketing around this product category? How do I get Gartner to put it in a certain quadrant, right? <laughs> or all those things. Sure. And from your perspective, what kinds of outcomes should someone like that be responsible for? I get it kind of changes depending on the yeah. like the maturity of, of a company and its product, but overall, what would you goal a product marketing manager on? Yeah, I think ultimately where marketing is often, of course, defined as, uh, for many companies, just drive demand, right? Build the pipeline. Those are the common, of course, outcomes that you know, leads and things like that. But for a product marketing manager, it's good to just go towards product success a little more, which could still include like leads or, or demand gen for that specific product. But it could definitely include things like usage, right? Is the product being used? Uh, is the product being liked? Right? Are there things that you do, especially when you, as a product marketing manager, you prepare the launch of a product, you do maybe the beta program, all those things that go into the product marketing role. Are there more leading indicators that you can track, like adoption of a product that's relatively early stage and getting a beta program to get the right amount of beta users, getting the right amount of feedback, doing an A-B test with pricing and packaging that leads you to get really good insights, but ultimately improve your ARPU, your revenue per unit, right? your ACV, your basically product-specific revenue growth because your packaging and pricing gets improved. So those would be metrics that would be helpful for a product marketing manager that go way beyond or are just different than the general demand generation. The other thing I think what's really key for a product marketer to be successful is to realize there's a linchpin often between the, call it the field or the go-to-market team that does a lot of the actual you know, prospecting and, and, and selling and, and being sort of in, in, in front of the audience and the product team who, who manages the product creation and the product development, etc. You're kind of in the middle between those. You're also the, the linchpin of making sure that customer feedback turns into product insights, right? And how can that help you improve your product roadmap? Uh, how do the... Um, 
the ideas that were behind creating a certain capability in the product how, uh, that, that were based on a certain assumption that it would be valuable for customers, how, how do you translate those into the right marketing content and the right value proposition and objection handling uh, for the sales team? Right. So you're really in the middle of those two. So you can argue that uh, the other metrics would be the success of both of those teams, right? Is the sales team able to sell this? Do they have the right materials? Is the marketing team able to run the right campaigns? Is the product team able to build the right product? One of the things that I have been diving into a lot more lately is messaging in general. And I feel like from my experience and kind of like the people that I follow, what has stood out to me as something that kind of sets a good product marketing manager apart is someone who can also really own the copywriting and is really, really in tune with being able to translate big picture benefits and features into like outcomes and having that resonate with somebody and put it in a prospect's word so that they can relate with it. I think that that's, it's one of, it's not easy, but I, from what I've noticed, that seems to be the thing that really sets people apart instead of letting your content person kind of own the messaging, like really as the, whether you're the marketing leader or the product marketing manager or the founder kind of owning those responsibilities, like being the person who truly takes ownership of the actual words that are used to describe the main benefits and the key operators of your product and getting that feedback from customers, talking to them, asking them how your product solves their problem, the jobs it does for them. And I think to your point, like validating the assumptions that you've made from a positioning perspective and actually just confirming like this is kind of what we think our product is and what it does for people, but is is the market also giving us that same feedback? Are they using it in the same way that we're intending them to? Or do they kind of perceive it differently? And should we how do we use that information to to change either the product or the way that we position the product? Yeah, I think in general marketers are gonna be well off if they're good writers, right? It's a Every marketing position almost benefits from someone learning how to write succinctly and clearly and be able to communicate value instead of features. All those things are true for almost every marketer, but you're right. It's, 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 it's key, it's crucial for the product marketing leader. And I think ChatGPT now helps kind of with the, the grammar side of that and the spelling, so you don't need to worry about that anymore. But like, what do you actually want to say, right? And if you're trying to say 12 things, you know, how do you make sure you only say maybe three things, but those are the most important ones, right? And and they're not features, they're really outcomes, right? Or the impact. And that's something that's an enormously important skill for a product marketer to hone. Because if they don't filter, you know, the, the signal from the noise, then downstream, when this turns into sales collateral or it turns into content on the website, right? Noise will be added by every step, you know, down the kind of content funnel, right? Everybody who's involved in, in turning the core product marketing assets into all kinds of derivatives of that will add their own pieces and that sometimes creates extra noise. So the, so the clearest signal that the product marketer can make when they create the core content, the better, right? So it's, it's a very, very important point. I like to say clear is almost always better than clever too. And I think especially now, I've even noticed this change and we've, we've talked about this recently. The last four years in the software world, you have a lot more, you've spent a lot more time in this world than I have, but I've even noticed that the market is becoming so saturated with products, just 
in every category. And in, in order to actually stand out, you have to do a lot more, both in terms of demand gen, content, and especially what you say about the product. Like the niche, the niching down has gone to another level and you really have to be specific about what it is that you do for a certain audience or for a certain for a certain use case or job because if you don't, you're just stuck in the sea of sameness. And it's very easy if you could just go on G2 and look at a category, like the top, I don't know, 15, 20 products, and a lot of them will say the same things and you're kind of left wondering like why would I actually decide to choose this product over another one and they're not making it super clear and i feel like the companies that or the products that will kind of start to become winners will be able to tell bigger strategic narratives and also connect that with really concise clear messaging about why why their products beat others out and I, yeah, you're right. And I think because there's so many products in the same category that often do the same thing and have the same benefits, the communication layer that you add to that as a product marketing manager is the additional piece of kind of positioning that you can do, even if the products are not that different. I was looking yesterday, uh, Nadida, my wife, she sends me a, a new office chair thing. She says, this is the best chair ever made. And it's because I have the, the Herman Miller Aeron, right, which I love. And I have, I have actually multiple of them, one at home, one here in the office. And, but I couldn't help myself to look at, hey, what's this chair do, right? Is it better, you know? And, and the reality is they are not. It's very unclear what the real difference is. It's very similar. But then you see in the language, you think, like, very good for gaming or very good for people who shift around on their seat, right? And it's those small things that probably have nothing to do with the physical properties of this chair that might make someone decide, hey, this is actually for me because that's what I connect with, right, with those words. I I sit straight up or I sit crunched down, right? And the chairs are the same. But if, if the product marketer decides to say, this, this chair is really good for people who sit straight up, right? Then the people who sit straight up might pick that chair over the other one. That's basically the same. Yeah. And so I think being really also not only clear, but also, uh, I love to say it's not about being clever. It's really clear. But also being, I think, um, uh, dare or take, take a little bit of risk and to pick some things that you say, this is what we are, this is what I am, this is what my positioning will be focused on, which basically means you're also saying no to some other things, right? And you have to make that, you have to take a little bit of a leap of faith there and say, it's better for me to pick something that I position myself around versus trying to do these three or four things, even though your product might do all those things, right? You've got to pick something. Yeah, so learn how to take a stand with your positioning and your, and your messaging. And and, and, that, and picking the stand is probably more driven by the what else is happening in your category than what the properties of your product are, right? And that's, that's, a, that's sometimes challenging. Because most product marketing managers are, of course, extremely proud that their product does 45 things, right? And it's very hard to not talk about all those 45, especially if those things are actually really good, or if they're all really beneficial for your audience, right? But you have to cut that list down, right? And it's really hard. And you know this as a very good designer, right, Mike? When you want to draw something or make a beautiful something, it's so easy to get overwhelmed by all the cool things you can do. And and cutting it to the core is is really, and the product marketing manager is probably the most important role to do that in a marketing team. Right. It's like thinking about your slide deck. It's like every slide should say, like, what's the message? What's this one? What's the one takeaway? Yeah. And especially to to your point about the forty eight whatever features, 
a lot of those now may just be table stakes. So it might be worth just finding ways to say, yes, we also do this because not mentioning it might disqualify you from somebody's consideration set. You're worried about that. That's right. why you keep them. Yeah. Um, but then also just picking the top three or four that really think that you think really set your product apart. And you filter basically in two ways. One is, is this really relevant for my audience? Is this what they're looking for? And the other is, to your point, is this actually special or does everybody else do this as well, right? But those are two, two ways to kind of cut down that list very quickly. Right. I like to think about it as the things that if you ask, would somebody decide to choose us over someone else? Is this, is this one of those features that would help some, like kind of um, uh, push someone over that threshold? If so, then it's probably something that is worth... It's a real differentiator. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or is it something... Is is not having this one feature... A disqualifier. Right. Exactly. Or will that essentially create a door for someone to choose someone else over us? Yep. And then those... That's, that's kind of a simple way to think about like what's worth actually mentioning and talking about. Does the product marketing role look much different at a more mature company or more in a more mature marketing organization yeah versus like a an early stage small company yeah yeah absolutely right and i think we touched on it a little bit earlier if you don't have a team of marketers you're probably if you're the marketing leader you're the product marketing manager if you don't have a product marketing leader it's the owner the founder the ceo of the company right who's the first product marketing manager um so that's kind of one part of the answer to the question and and when you have a team, and even if you have a real product marketing organization, you know now you can do things like you know, market research and have people who just do analyst relationships, right, or someone who just just does product launches, right. You can have all these very specific parts of product marketing turned into individual roles in a larger company. But let's 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 go back to the early stage startup. So when you're the founder, or you're the marketing leader, also owning the product marketing job. One of the things that I feel is very powerful if you're uh, starting to do product marketing is to force yourself to learn how to write everything we just talked about up in one in a one page or like what is really the core value proposition of the product you know how do you communicate that in a way that's relevant for that audience that you're trying to service right so now you've answered both what is the kind of the positioning but also maybe the packaging and the pricing that you have to talk about in that format the people side right who's it for so all that kind of turning that into a one page, you're forcing yourself to be succinct to get the signal outside of, out of the noise. That's I think what what an early stage product marketing manager needs to do first. And then when you have the one page, you're then creating a sales deck out of that, and the and the content for the website, and the, maybe the launch uh, communication, the press release, etc. becomes a lot easier. Right. So what's the true kind of north star that's guiding everything, and then from there you can kind of build out. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's. Very challenging. It's not yeah, easy. Yeah, and first you force yourself to put it on one page, and then the next step is to make sure that that one page has 70% white space. Right, sure. <laughs> right. Exactly. There you go. So pare it down even further. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Any other thoughts on product marketing in general? No, I think, you know, you've, you've also, I think, mentioned when do you hire your first product marketing manager. I do believe that most small companies first need, when they, they are dedicated marketing, they first need someone to just manage the website, manage the HubSpot instance, get some content going on a consistent basis. And those are also more, let's call them junior roles. So hiring that 
in the form of an intern or a marketing associate who can become your more senior marketing team member over time is a little easier and keep the product marketing for now as part of something that one of the executives in the company owns or the founder. And then you typically, maybe after you hire your first one or two marketing team members, you get your marketing team leader, right, who could have a product marketing background, or you start hiring a real product marketing manager as a full-time position. So that's kind of the sequence that I usually see. Sure. Or hire a product marketing man or a marketing leader as soon as you're ready as a founder to, to relinquish yeah, your... Uh... <laughs> yeah. And honestly, this is part the one part of marketing that a lot of founders should never completely let go. I think they should really deeply care when you think about positioning. And yeah, absolutely. Now, this is a great. It's a great question. This was a great topic, Mike. Cool. Thank you to Adriano Valerio for producing this episode, and of course the Clingy team for making this whole thing work, and of course to you for choosing to spend your time with us. Really appreciate you being here. Um, as a reminder. If you want to submit or vote on a question that you'd like us to answer in this podcast, you can do that at kalingi.com slash podcast. Every time we record, we take one of the top topics and jam on it. Um, and of course, if you find any of this helpful or insightful or you like it or you just want to help support us, we would love uh, a rating from you on Spotify or you to just tell someone that you think would also benefit from it um, about it. All right. Thanks again for spending time with us. See you in the next one.